0: service, to enter into uh, justice and compassion, and it comes from a life of being contemplative. And a part of being contemplative means that we slow down enough to listen and to discern and to pause. And so the spiritual gift of discernment is a way of finding God in the midst of our lives, to find God in the midst of all things. Has anybody made a bad decision in their life before? If you haven't, I would love to take you to, like, a number of lunches to learn how you've avoided that. Um, Anybody, quick thoughts. Like, if if you're just a thing about some of your bad decisions, you don't need to say what they are. Uh, Are there a few things off the top of your head that oftentimes lead to making bad decisions? Rush, you're just rushing it. What else? Wrong Wrong motivations. Good. Stress. Stress. Exhaustion. Exhaustion. Impatience good. Nobody wants to say inebriation. I'll say it. <laughs> That's one. Uh, like, but like if, if we think through our lives, like those are really probably the common ways. We have decisions in front of us to make. We have choices in front of us, but we rush them. We become impatient. We're stressed. We're worried. We're fearful. We're anxious. Uh, Whatever is going on, the decisions oftentimes lead to where we are today. <laughs> Right, Our life is fill, filled with decisions. So actually, decisions are very important. So Some would say that decisions determine destiny. Like where we're headed in life is so much based on decisions we make, whether for good or for bad. And in this time, there's a, there's a proverb that actually says to, um, to speak before listening. I think it's up there, Jacob. To answer before listening. That is folly and shame. And a part of that is you're answering something all the time. You're answering by the decisions that you make. You have choices in front of you, you have options in front of you, and then you actually speak, you make a decision, you determine something, and how many times does that happen before listening? Now, there's a couple things in this is, one, you think that you could actually listen to other people. I have a decision in front of me, how can I actually ask some questions and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking, or here's my options, what do you think? And you can listen to other people. But a big part of what this proverb is, there's there's community in that, but also the encouragement in this is I think that we actually have a God who, who wants to actually speak to us and guide us and that we get to listen to. And so can we be people that slow down enough to say that there's a God that wants to interact with me in both small and big ways in my life, and that he wants to be a part of the decisions that I'm making, both small and big, from minute to moment throughout the days? And that that might be a way that over and over again, not only do we maybe make better decisions, we're still going to make some pretty bad ones, but that God is with us in it, that we're experiencing God in the midst of those things, whether we make good or bad decisions. And so we're going to continue this morning. Kate, why don't you come up? And she's going to lead us through uh, some practice around making decisions. So if you haven't yet, um, you might have some decisions in front of you. This week, next week, uh, big, small, that you're trying to work through you can allow those to come to mind and she's actually going to use a practice for you to make a decision this morning. And then while she does this, or right after, we're going to enter in just a little bit of time of question and response. She's been with us for now three Sundays. So we just want to open up, interact a little bit, ask some questions, and we'll hang out up here uh, and try to probably just answer, ask questions back. Yeah, we'll just ask questions back. so we're excited about that. But you do have cards on your chairs for reflection. You have pens. If you need one, uh, you can raise your hand. They're spread out. They should be enough. Um, and then we'll actually pass out a sheet when we go into question and response to have some of the stuff in front of you that we've covered over these first few weeks. Sound good? Okay. Kate, they're all yours. Awesome.
1: Yeah. We've been looking at Ignatian spirituality, and we've been looking at some of the wisdom that came out of St. Ignatius's what he learned as he was a spiritual director to many, many men in his order. And we began our times together by looking at desire and longing. Um, I don't know, some of you are with us for the Blind Bartimaeus experiential piece. And if you didn't get to watch or if you didn't get to see it, it, I would encourage you to watch it, because it's just this beautiful way to pull forward our deepest longings with God and to have those held by Jesus. Um, like Ryan said, Ignatian spirituality is founded on this idea that we're finding God in all things, that God is in all of it with us and is near us and longs to be a part of of our conversations, not just the ones that are going on in our head. You know, we always have this kind of running talk inside of our head. And the invitation is to turn that into a dialogue, to turn that into a conversation with God. And I feel like it needs to be said that God's will is not necessarily a particular place always. At times it is, but it's not necessarily a single thing. You are not in some sort of escape room where you need to pull the drawer and shake the bell and do X, Y, and Z to figure out exactly what God wants for you. Rather, you're invited into decision-making processes. This is not national treasure. You're not Nicolas Cage running from thing to thing to get to a particular place on the fourth Tuesday of a waxing moon in which you will then discern God's will for you. No, rather God's will for you is actually a posture of openness to his presence and to his love for you and with you in the whole of your life. And I think when we enter into decision-making processes and we're able to hold the reality that no matter what we choose, our belovedness is untouched. No matter what you choose, God is with you and he loves you and his fondness and his delight in you are unchanged. Regardless of what you choose, you're actually able to make freer choices. Uh, But still, I think that choosing well is a virtuous desire. It is a good thing to want to make good choices. And so I wanna offer just a few more framework that Ignatius offers in his discernment work that can be really helpful as you engage a decision. And first, I I do want to address that in his writings, Ignatius talks about the good spirit and the evil spirit. And this is his acknowledgement that there is a reality of a supernatural realm that is affecting our decision-making. And it's important to notice this and to pay attention to how that's showing up in your decision-making processes. And so he holds a couple dyads. I'm gonna offer two of them. One of them is uh, if-onlys and uh, what-ifs. And so he says that for the person who's trying to do good, that the evil spirit will come to discourage you with if-onlys. So let's say you decide that you're going to start volunteering at a local shelter. And suddenly you have this thought, oh no, what if I get sick? What if I get attacked? What if the staff think I'm incompetent or inexperienced in doing this? All of these what ifs are leading you to a dead end. And Ignatius talks about how the enemy proposes only the worst things about your future which is unknowable and the evil spirit then is causing a gnawing anxiety and ignatius talks about avoid it if you can as much as you can avoid that gnawing anxiety if what ifs are leading you away from meaningful engagement to move away from them so Sometimes what-ifs can lead to dreaming. It can lead to opening our imagination to how God might be inviting us to participate. But you can tell that if your what-if scenarios are leading you towards fear, towards um, an inability to move forward in a healthy way, towards a gnawing anxiety, or towards dead ends within yourself, that those are not coming from God. Next, Ignatius offers this tension between pushes and pulls. When you feel that you are being pushed to do something, I should do this, I should do that. Um, When your motivation is a crushing sense of obligation or a desire to people please, that you can tell that is probably not coming from God. God's, some people have called this shoulding all over yourself. Um, Shoulding, yeah. Um, On the other hand, God's pulls are gentle invitations. They are, um, they beckon you in love and they feel different. Often when we feel pushed, that is not coming from God. God's invitations are soft and tender and kind and respectful of you. So we're going to take some time to do a guided discernment process. And I, like Ryan said, I want to invite you to hold a decision with God in this time. And this could be something really big. This could be a move. This could be a career change. This could be going after a dream maybe that you've had. Or this could be something more internal and subtle like setting a boundary in a challenging relationship, like um, ending something that you've been participating in. And our beginnings, our middles, and our ends, all of them are choices. And so I have a series of questions for you to prayerfully consider. And if a particular prompt feels fruitful, I want you to stay with it. Um, All of these questions are not, you don't have to do all of them. But if something leads you into a meaningful conversation with God or uh, an awareness that you didn't have previously, I want, I want you to stay with it. There are some paper and pens. You can feel free to write things. You don't have to. But if you want to, you can take notes of how, how do you want to continue talking about this particular decision with God. And also, I'm going to end our time. I'm going to pray at the end of all the questions, and I'm going to say amen. And that's gonna be your cue to bring yourself back into presence in this space this morning. Okay? All right, so. I want you to begin by taking a few deep breaths. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Take a moment to get into a comfortable position. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes. Way to bring awareness to your body. Bring your awareness to any tension. And use your imagination to focus your breath to that tension in your body, letting it relax, soften, and bring to mind your desires with God. What is your deepest longing for your life with God? If in the past you've written a mission statement, or a purpose statement, bring that to mind now. Bring your awareness to God's presence here and within you. Bring your attention to God's love and goodness. Imagine God's loving, delighting face looking upon you. moment in gratitude, that you have a good, loving guide in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is on your side and wants to help you. mind your decision for a moment sit in the truth that no matter what you decide your belovedness God's fondness for you his delight in you remains As you look at your decision, pray for the gift of indifference. Indifference is not apathy or boredom. It is the capacity to withhold our biases. It's not leaning one way or another. It is an openness to all the options and how they might further God's purposes in you and in our world. Now I want you to imagine yourself laying your choice before God. Feel free to journal or in your prayerful imagination visualize Setting your choices before the Lord. If it feels helpful, you're welcome to write a pro and con list to weigh the advantages and benefits and the disadvantages and dangers of each each option. Lay out before God the complexity of the decision at hand. Consider, how does this choice play into your persona or false self? Your false self is the outward facing part of us that we curate, that we preen, that we use to control what others think of us. Explore with God any motives that come up for you in your decision. Consider your options, and for each option, ask yourself, what is something God can only do if you choose this option? And then ask that question of the other option as well. What is something God can only do if you choose this? Which option leads to a deepened ability to live out your sense of purpose or vocation? How do these decisions or options enable you to live out the fruit of the spirit? Or maybe you ask which choice will be experienced as life-giving and loving for those it affects? and ask God to bring agreement between your head your heart and your spirit God we ask that your wisdom and freedom would reign in us we trust that you desire good things for us. May we trust in your purposes and that our lives and choices are being incorporated into your coming kingdom. Amen.